Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today on Conversations on Dance, we are joined by Shohei Iwahama, dancer with Le Ballet Trocadero de Monte Carlo, a company affectionately known as the Trox. We talked to Shohei about his bold decision to move to the United States, why he stepped away from dance before joining the Trox, and what makes the company's history and identity as an all-male comic ballet company so unique among dance entities in America. If you're in the Houston area, come see the company perform at Performing Arts Houston on Tuesday, January 23rd. Get tickets at performingartshouston.org. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I think this is our first ever night podcast. So that's uh, a fun change for us. But we're really excited to have you on and, um, and you know, joining us. I, I assume you rehearsed today, right? So you're joining us yes. at the end of your day? Yeah. So we rehearsed from 10 to 6, well, 10 to 5.30 today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got home and took a shower and yeah, just, you know, let's settle, settle in. Yeah. Before this is your, <laughs> your rest time, so we appreciate you taking time to be with us. Oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always like to just hear with a, a guest that has not um, joined us in a previous episode, like the full journey. So we, we're going to go back to um, your early training days. Like what, what first kind of got you um, into dance or like the arts in general? What kind of gave you that um, artistic... Uh, you know, desire. Yes. So it's kind of a long story. Uh, but my, so my parents are musicians. My mom uh, is a pianist. Uh, she taught piano. Uh, my dad, he used to play the flute uh, in an orchestra and he mm-hmm. used to tour uh, with ballet companies as well. Uh, I think it was mm. even before I was born. So, and my sisters, they also played uh, violin and flute and I myself actually played the cello as well but my sisters were uh, taking dance classes so when I was 
maybe two or three, I was actually in uh, dance. Um, but like, you know, like doing shanjumans and stuff, like I had no idea what I was doing, but I just loved <laughs> dancing in general. Uh, but one day, I think I was four, I all of a sudden I told my teacher that I wanted to quit because I didn't like the bar exercises. <laughs> so I left dance once and started playing the cello when I was, I believe, nine. And that's what I was doing for a long time. But wow. when I was 14, I believe, one of my classmates, his parents were uh, ballet teachers. So I went to see his uh, ballet recital and I saw him on stage and I thought it was really cool. And yeah, I thought, that's something that I really wanted to do. And I knew that was something that I wanted to do, like more than playing the cello mm -hmm. or doing, mm -hmm. yeah, other things. It just clicked. And that's how I started my dance training or ballet training. But uh, my sisters, they didn't really do classical ballet. They did modern dance. So, like, after two or three months, I was like, well, I kind of, like, miss seeing the more you know, contemporary and modern, like, with more freedom. And I actually switched my studios to the modern dance studio that my sisters used to go to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun. And when I was 17, 18, I started placing, like, uh, top threes in our, like, national like nationwide competitions in like a high school category. Wow. And my teacher suggested me to um, apply for this grant uh, by the uh, cultural agency of Japan. I don't remember what it was called, but like a government grant. And she mm -hmm. was like, well, there's not a lot of high school students who apply because they don't want to take a leave of absence to go study abroad so that was actually for right. to study outside of japan mm -hmm. and i applied and i got lucky and that's how i came to the united states for the first time when i was 18. wow that's so cool yeah. how do you feel that your um understanding of music maybe has helped you in, in your dancing maybe your early training and then as a professional as well uh, for sure, like I, I think I am really good at figuring out counts. Uh, you know, some music, some you know scores. It's kind of weird. It's not always like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sometimes right. there's like twelve. There's like an extra two counts. Uh, but also the I would say like the flow of music. You know, sometimes it slows down, and like like for example, my husband he is also a dancer or used to be a dancer as well um he is really smart but when it comes to understanding like how the music slows down uh sometimes like he was like how do you count it i was like well because for me i can kind of see the the notes like, like on how the page it would be written yeah. yeah yeah so like i'm able to figure figure out stuff like that so i think it definitely right. came in handy having the music background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, I'm so jealous. I, wish, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does, that sounds like such a, yeah, such a, a, a boon to one's um, 
you know, career. That sounds like a wonderful thing. Uh, I, but, I'm wondering now. So when you came, once you came to America and you were furthering your training, what what kind of steps were you thinking you wanted to take uh, professionally? Where did you see yourself going? Um, what were some of the companies maybe that you were hoping to uh, be a part of? I actually didn't really have a clear goal uh, when it comes to, you know, coming to the United States. Um, so since I was little, I had a, I guess, like I would say, like American dream. I wanted to study in the States and live in the States, you know, like watching TV shows like Full House, 90210 back, on, back in the day in Japan. Um, so mm -hmm. I was like, I want to live there. Um, so, and also having the grant was a great opportunity. So, uh, so I just decided to go to the A.L.E. school, uh, in mm -hmm. New York city, uh, because I didn't really know a lot of schools in the U S but I had a friend who actually went to uh, the A.L.E. school. So that's how I decided on, you know, which school to go to, mm. uh, without having a clear vision in the future but i mean i wanted to become a professional dancer for sure um mm -hmm. but so i was there for one year uh in their independent study program uh my parents are not very wealthy so without having you know scholarships or grants like there was no way i would be able to i would have been able to continue uh, my education right. in the state so after finishing that year, uh, back in 2007, I believe, I went back to Japan and graduated from high school because I was taking a leave of absence for a year. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but I was like, I want to go back <laughs> to the States. Right. Uh, but no money. So I Googled um, cheapest community college with a dance program. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, and this community college in Rock Springs, Wyoming popped up. <laughs> um, very cheap tuition. I would say, I think it was like $2,000 per semester and $900 for the dorm Wow! per semester. And they provided scholarships for international students. So I applied and I also got their scholarships. <laughs> and wow. once I got there, um, I found out I was the only dance major there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yeah. But they had a uh, really good musical theater program. So there were mm -hmm. students in their dance classes. Okay. Uh, right. But when it comes to the, the level of, you know, dancing, um, you know, it really wasn't. Nothing compared to the Ailey School, of course. But right. I just wanted I just wanted to be somewhere where the studio was available. So I went there for a semester. And towards the end of the semester, we had a guest artist came from uh, so he was a professor from some Houston State University, which mm -hmm. was in Texas, an hour north of Hans uh, an hour north of Houston, Texas, in Huntsville, mm -hmm. Texas. And I told him I was looking for somewhere that I can transfer to. And mm -hmm. he called his boss, who was the chair of the department. And he got me scholarships right away. And from the following mm -hmm. semester, 
I was in Texas, which is, you know, I never imagined myself being in Texas, but <laughs> yeah, things happen. Well, all of this just... It just sounds like all of it was like an immense leap of faith. Like you had an idea of what you wanted. I mean, you wanted to dance in America, but you were just like, I'll do, you know, one like baby step at a time. Like that's yeah. so impressive that you had like, yeah, just that level of faith. Like, how do you think it was that just is that just sort of like a, a kid's view of the world or like, is this just something intrinsic to you? Like, how did you find that? I think in- I have always been this way. I am really spontaneous when it comes to something that I discover and decide that I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, like an example would be, uh, it's not related to dance, but when I was in elementary school, uh, I was seeing my sisters getting their ears pierced. Um, but in our house rule, family rule, you have to wait until you go to high school. Mm. Because in middle school or junior high school in Japan, there are rules in school that you're not allowed to wear any, you know, accessories like earrings or anything. Mm. But I was in elementary school, so they didn't really have the rules. Mm-hmm. So I did I did some research and you know, this is this is, you know, a safe thing to do. And pretty much I presented my research to my parents and I convinced them (laughs) that I would get my ears pierced. So things like that, that I've always been this way. I do my research first and then present that to my parents and they decide whether they allow me to do it or not. Well, it's funny you said that because (laughs) while you're telling the story, I was wondering what your parents were thinking. I know a lot of parents listen to this podcast and it can be really hard to navigate when your child has a dream like this and wants to take a leap leap of faith. What were they telling you? (laughs) Uh, About uh, About you leaving and and taking the leap of faith and going to this, this community college. They didn't know where it was, you know. I think they have always trusted me i think that's how they raised me throughout my childhood um i i'm not trying to make a sad story or anything but like when i was in elementary school i got bullied for being feminine being gay or whatever um so i didn't want to go to school so they let me not go to school and but i think i was always communicating with my parents Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah. this is better for me because because of X Y Z. So I would always try to bring something that could be as equally as good as you know going to school. Mm-hmm. Like Gosh, you know, I would like... practice cello, and you know I will do this, and mm-hmm. still have a plan, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gosh, bullying is something I, th- I don't think we've talked about on the podcast in a long time. It's something a lot of men, or young boys rather, experience. Like, what, what, how do you think that shaped your own experience in dance uh, obviously it's saying you're saying like um the arts provided a sort of respite from that side of things like it was a way to escape a form of escapism right so do you th- yeah. how do you feel like 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 now looking back like how do you view that period of your life where you were coping with the bullying <sighs> hmm I think I was able to cope with it because I always knew what I liked. So like you were just mm-hmm. saying, like escaping in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew what I was good at that those bullies can't not even compete. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that, that kind of tough mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, I wasn't crying or anything. I was very emotional and I was crying all the time. Yeah. I was such an yeah. emotional kid. Um, but like I always knew there was something for me that I could feel myself and safe, mm-hmm. whether that's dance or, you know, play music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know yeah. like my experience obviously was so different than what you guys are talking about, but I remember being bullied. Like some of the kids like would be like, Oh, you go to ballet, you know, like the boys would be mean in that way. But I do feel like I had that same feeling too, where it's like, well, I'm doing something kind of important. Like I have this other path in this place that makes me feel safe and there's other people like me. And so I'm not equating it in the same experience, but I can see how you would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, like, in, in a way, I wouldn't say that to myself back in back in the day. But like, mm-hmm. I was kind of delusional. I, I felt like I was able to achieve anything if I wanted to. That's good. <laughs> confidence. Yeah. 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 yeah confidence, it's, it's important when you're young, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like being able to believe. Yeah. In something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go back to Texas. You're in Texas now. What was your experience um, like working there? And then what was the next jumping point for you? So I so after transferring to the university in uh, Texas, uh, some Houston State University, I did my BFA program and I got my BFA there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I, I had a really, really great time because uh, the professor who invited me to uh, go to the school uh, he had also just founded his own company so while in school I was able to perform for his professional mm-hmm. company and which was also really important for uh, someone uh, who comes from overseas mm-hmm. uh, like for visa purposes Your visa yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. um 
like for example, like having the I well, I would say like a uh, internship professional experience before graduating university. Um, so as an international student, you get this uh, one year period called OPT, where you can work uh, within your major. So I was able to work uh, right after I graduated. And during that time, I had to apply for my artist visa. Um, But having those performances, like performance experience uh, already, I think that was, uh, that really helped me getting my visa approved. Mm -hmm. that's something we haven't really talked about much on the podcast either i'm not even sure how we've skirted around that somehow but the visa the stuff that you guys have to go through because right the artist visa is you as as i understand from some of our friends who did it you have to like quote unquote prove that you have exceptional ability right to be here in this country doing like dancing so i remember people writing newspaper articles and press coverage like stuff like that right to like submit and prove and it's a huge process right yeah for sure like since i was ever since i started dance i had always saved all the programs the -hmm. physical programs Mm -hmm. any articles with my name on it i had saved everything so by the time i applied for my visa i had a stack of documents that i could use yeah so that like knowing that information like when I was 18, really, really helped me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I want to just touch on one other thing that while you were talking about your, your higher education, I'm thinking, what about the language for you? What was your, did you, was your English really good before you came here? Like you're doing your whole education in a completely different language. So I definitely struggled. I'm so sure. when I, when I, during my first year in the States where, uh, which where I was at the ALE school, um, you know, I didn't really have to do any like regular academics or anything. Mm-hmm. So like sure, I was yeah. able to get by, but to succeed in the regular undergraduate right. program, I definitely, yeah, struggled. I used mm-hmm. to stay up until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. just to write. I guess it's in my like first semester or two. Mm-hmm. I just to write a two page paper. Like I would mm-hmm. go out all nighter and yeah. that was, that was a regular thing to do for sure. Um, but, you know, like I got used to it by the time I was a senior and I graduated. Uh, but I would say the hardest one was going to grad school for my MFA. Wow. That was on a totally different level. Yeah. 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 And again, you- I stayed. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go for that? So actually, I went back to the same university. Oh, okay. So between my undergrad and grad school, I had, I think I had like seven years in between. So mm-hmm. during that time, uh, I had worked in Texas for two years. And I joined uh, this contemporary ballet company in Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, called James Soul Ballet. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent four years there and went back to Texas and I started my grad school back in 2019. 
Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Good for you. What made you want to do that? <laughs> so, uh, uh, grad school, right? Yeah. Um, so after dancing with James Soul Ballet, I actually retired from dance once. Mm-hmm. My body was hurting. I always had a really bad back issues. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, it was time for me to quit dancing and get a more stable, like financially stable job. Mm-hmm. So back in 2018, I stopped dancing and went to school for, uh, I don't know if you know, if you've ever heard of UX design, it's it's um, user experience design, typically uh-huh. like designing like software or like okay. apps mm-hmm. interface based on a user research. Oh, so I wow. went to a uh, bootcamp school for three to four months uh-huh. and I got a job at this digital marketing company for car dealerships. And um, mm. so I got the job. I was happy at first, um, but I wasn't really into cars, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the first job that comes, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that year was also, so I got married back in 2018 okay. to uh, my husband who used to dance together in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, we actually left the company together, but he was a Canadian citizen, so he had to uh, move back to Canada. And but I stayed in the states because I had my green card. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our first year not living together, and mm-hmm. I had my 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 new career, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any time to. to just move my body in general i was really busy so i wasn't happy at all and i yeah and i was like well i i really have to go back (laughs) but i yeah but i but my back can't handle like especially contemporary anymore Mm -hmm. no (laughs) so i was trying to figure out the way to go back into getting involved in the dance community again mm-hmm. right and a little maybe like a year before i quit dancing my one of the professors from the university reached out to me that they had this assistantship um available mm-hmm. uh, as a ta so but Back then, I, I guess the time wasn't right, so I couldn't do it. I think because I had to finish my contract or something. Uh, but I, I wasn't ready for grad school back then. But then, <laughs> afterwards, I reached out to her again and, hey, do you remember? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know about the assistantship that you were talking about before. Um, this and. So that's how I was able to go back to school as a grad student. And it was really great because it's still the same school. Mm-hmm. So I was 
uh, familiar with the people there, but also having seven years in between, the their program also grew so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that was the perfect time for me to go back and. Right. Yeah, I did my grad school. Struggled so much, a lot of reading and writing for sure. Not sleeping <laughs> at night. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's led you to where you are today. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I so loved, yeah, I I love being in school. I love studying. I love learning new things. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into exactly how you first became interested in the idea of joining Le Belage Trocadero or more familiarly lovingly known as the Trox. Yes. Um, how, how, like what, what made you uh, like you, once you finished grad school, then you're, are you just like, okay, I want to get back into a company. What are my options? Um, how did you get yes. interested? So my journey was, I think I learned about the trucks back in, 2012 uh like watching videos on youtube Mm -hmm. um and i i think i saw their show the first time in 2013 uh and i was interested in auditioning back then Mm -hmm. but i didn't really have my residency like my visa stuff secured Mm-hmm. So I didn't really bring myself to try. <laughs> yeah. Also, my technique wasn't as strong back then, but I did have a pair of point shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, so point training was something that you were interested in or ex- um, experimenting with at the very least at that point, because obviously this is a, yes. it's an integral part of what your everyday life is now. Yeah. And it's not something that everyone, you know, does before they get into the company, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So when I first went to Texas, my ex-boyfriend back then, uh, he had a pair of point shoes. Mm. So I saw it, I was like, um, I want to do that too. <laughs> and I got my first pair and I actually used that first pair for more than a year. I didn't even know what <laughs> dead point shoes meant. I didn't know what it felt like. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like on and off playing, you know, in point shoes or sometimes taking, even taking classes. But when I joined James Soul Ballet, um, I was able to, they let me, performing point shoes for some of their performances oh fun so during my time at james soul ballet i was able to do some point work and learn some more uh, but still like it wasn't enough to be able to do classical you know like rap like swan lake or like right. Sophie or paquita mm-hmm. uh not not at all but when i went back to grad school um i was able to explore uh in areas that i was more interested in uh my my school wasn't really a ballet based school at all um we have a really strong modern program but not a lot of the students are ballet dancers um so like most of my like research and stuff in grad school it wasn't like 
not ballet related at all. Mm. But for my independent study, I was able to explore some point work and mm. I practiced four variations from Paroka.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the very iconic、uh, ballets from Ballet Trocadero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Uh, so I got to do that. And I wasn't really going to go back to dancing full time. That wasn't my plan. My plan、mm-hmm. was、right. to, after getting my MFA, I would apply for university teaching positions as a professor.、Mm. Um, but I still wanted to dance. I love dancing. So I decided to give myself one last chance to dance full time. And another reason Trocadero was perfect for me is because. Like I said earlier, I wasn't able to do contemporary anymore because of my back,、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. which I did for so many years. And I couldn't really partner anymore. I couldn't、oh, really、yeah. do press lifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had some experience in Point、mm-hmm. and I loved Trocadero. So,、mm-hmm. I thought I should audition. <laughs> right. Can you tell、uh, us a little bit、yeah. about the identity of the company? It's so unique among companies in America.、Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering for some of our listeners that might not be familiar with、um, Trocadero, like what's the kind of rep you do? What's the, the vibe or style of the company? If you could just give us some insight in, into、yes. the identity. So,、uh, the Trocadero, we are a comedy ballet company, all men. So, all of us do both male and female roles. That also means we also do point work <laughs>、uh, for sure.、Um, so, we do make fun of traditional ballets, or maybe sometimes the traditional. Traditional culture of ballet as well.、Mm-hmm. Right. As we as we perform.、Mm-hmm. Um, but still, we respect the arts. all like We love ballet. We respect、mm-hmm. ballet. You're so, making fun of it with great technique. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> but yes, like we we take ballet very seriously. And, you know, we all respect. Um, how female ballerinas traditionally have been approaching ballet.、Um, so, yeah, like making fun at the same time, we are still trying to、um, respect. <laughs>、mm-hmm. So, the typical rep that we do so, we usually have three acts in our shows. First act usually is a white romantic tutu ballet. So, Typically, we do Act Two of Swan Lake or、uh, Les Sophies.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's our Act One. And for、mm-hmm. Act Two, we usually have smaller ballets,、uh, some Balanchine parody ballets,、uh, Dying Swan,、uh, mm-hmm. another very iconic, iconic ballet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and、uh, some Paradou, like 
Don Quixote, Tarantella, uh, those、mm-hmm. things. And moving on to、uh, Act Three,、uh, we do a little more grand ballets that are more、uh, suitable for Act Two as a closure, like Paquita for sure,、mm-hmm. uh, Walpurgisnacht.、Um, what else? Wait, that's good. Right, <laughs> right on the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Comedy being at the core of the company's. Uh, being, is that something that you had、um, a knack for before you joined, or is that something that you really had to kind of learn on the job? So, okay, this is another thing that's really、uh, good for me to、uh, tell. I guess I <laughs> love comedy. I love stand-up、mm-hmm. comedy and stuff,、um, but I never really considered myself as a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have gotten much better at it, especially after going to grad school. Like having to do presentations and stuff,、um, but I was never a person to speak in front of people. But I loved comedy.、Uh, but I was always good at making faces, so that came in really handy too.、Yeah. Um, so I would say.、Um, I don't really want to say I am good. At, I'm good at comedy, but、um, I It's natural for I had, you. Yeah, I had always loved, yeah, doing comedy and、right. making faces. So this, yeah, came、natural. a little more natural. Yeah, I'm thinking something.、Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to ask about the audition process. Then, like, how do they? How do they know that that's something? Obviously, that's really important. They can't just. You can't. I mean, maybe you did just take class, but they have to have some some sort of idea that you'll be able to perform in that rap. Yeah, the personality side of things. How did they know? How did they know you were a good comedian? I actually don't know if they knew,、uh, <laughs> but the audition process was、uh, reaching out to the company, emailing your resume, your photos, and videos、mm-hmm. and stuff, and then you get invited to their、um, company class. So you take. Class with、uh, the current company members, and yeah, I don't think I was asked asked to demonstrate anything、mm. comedic,、uh, but I think typically like they can、uh, guide you. Sure. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and and if you have some you know natural tastes in comedy, I think、mm-hmm. that can be appreciated. Or you know, sometimes you do too much, and like you can, you can tone it down a little bit, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is this is making me think of when we did、um, Robin's the concert. We、mm-hmm. the coaching was just so specific on the timing、right. because it's just making me think it's very similar kind of thing, right? There that something funny happens and you have to nail the timings, you know. So how what's the coaching process like to help you guys make sure that you hit all those beats and that the audience is really getting the moments? So some、uh, jokes have been set already、uh, from. Whether it's years back or maybe last year, or someone did it and you know they liked it,、uh, mm-hmm. but some jokes happen in rehearsal too.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、uh, but they definitely have specific、um, direction as to you can take this much time, 
but maybe not this much time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think yeah. the nuances in comedy is very, very subtle. And right. sometimes it's, it varies depending on the audience, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 How much, how much is the audience, um, you know, like how much do you feed off of that energy that they're giving you? It, it is like stand up comedy, right? Like where you, yeah. can, you, you know, you do have to have that, um, you have to be able to be in the moment and see what's clicking or not, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feed off of the energy of the audience for sure. For yeah. sure. And, and, um, like for me, uh, Especially, I have been doing uh, Joke Swan in Swan Lake for about a year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Joke Swan is one swan in the core who gets to be a little more crazy and <laughs> <laughs> and gets kicked in the head and have to like fall down on the floor, which mm-hmm. I have Fun. a blast. <laughs> yes. Um, but even though those jokes are um, set already, sometimes depending on the audience, I have to change, not changing the joke itself, but how I uh, execute the jokes. Mm. Like, do I want to make this gesture a little bit bigger or do I want mm-hmm. to take a little more time? So I definitely make those artistic choices within reason, for sure. Sure, sure. Uh, Right. Yeah, based on the audience too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so touring is obviously such a big part of what you do. I mean, you guys are just always on the road. Um, you know, I feel like you go pretty much everywhere in America. You know, if you if you live in the states, like you're probably within a year, like you know, within a, a hundred mile drive of a Trox performance. <laughs> so, um, you know, as you guys are really traveling all the time. Um, there's something I th- think is pretty cool that's happening this year. It's your, it's the 50th anniversary, but you'll yeah. be returning to Performing Arts Houston, which is um, an organization that presented you on the very first year of um, the trucks ever existing. So that's pretty amazing. Like, what are the, what are the, what's your touring life like? And um, being able to go back to these places that um, you know the company has touched on for years and years now. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's really great being able to visit places that I have that I have never been to before. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like Estonia, Lithuania, Denmark, mm-hmm. like yeah. the UK. All these places I had never been to, so that's definitely one of the perks of being a truck for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also being able to visit places where that I have someone that I know. Mm-hmm. Like from mm. you know, like like for example, when I performed in California, my very first roommate in New York City from two thousand six, like she was able to come see me. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and cool. like those places, and me coming from Japan, uh, like especially like I never really went home as often as I I wished. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like every three years or so. Uh, but okay. when COVID happened, I think it was like the longest time that I had that I hadn't been home. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I went home for about four or five years, not seeing my family parents at all. 
But when I、wow. joined Trocadero,、uh, which was、uh, 2022, spring 2022, my first tour with them was Japan. Japan, wow.、Oh, amazing. Yeah. So all my teachers, my family members, and friends, they were able to, yeah, come see the show. And That's special. Yeah. So, and you think about it, it's like a really beautiful moment, too, like full circle moment, like、mm-hmm. go, just going back to your childhood and feeling like, you know, you were bullied for this thing that, you know, you did that actually ultimately made you exceptional. And now you get to go back and share that. And it's like a full circle moment where you're triumphant and, you know,、mm-hmm. the, those moments of, Pain or,、um, you know, difficulty as a child end up being so worth it. Yeah. Yeah,、mm-hmm. indeed.、Um, also, like having, like spending time with our colleagues is great. Like, you, it's, it's really rare that、uh, you actually love spending time with your colleagues.、Mm-hmm. Right.、Mm-hmm. But、really? I, I think we are a, Almost like a family.、Mm-hmm. Um, we get to you know, explore together and find good food together and eat together. <laughs> so fun. Yeah.、Oh, I, well, just for our last question, I, I feel like our, our contemporaries and Michael and I retired around the same time you did your first time. And so I just、mm-hmm. wonder for you to kind of have this second life in dance and have this new career at this point in your life. What is that? Mean to you? That means so it taught me that I can still improve because、mm-hmm. I i am 35 right now. And when I joined, I think I was 33, about to turn 34.、Uh, but I didn't really think that you could improve something. At this age, I'm sure like <laughs> people who are in their 40s, 50s, they, they're probably like, no, you're a baby, you're still in your 30s. <laughs> but, <Right. laughs>、uh, but I didn't really feel that way. But coming into such a very unique environment and the style of dance, including you know, doing point and dancing like, Uh, ballerina,、mm-hmm. it、mm-hmm. taught me I can still try and I can, and that still pays off.、Mm-hmm. Like there will be an outcome. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was so wonderful having you on. And we hope that everyone that listens to the podcast will check out the Trucks website because you guys tour so much. As I said、yes. previously, I'm sure that you guys will be coming to a town near all of our listeners.、Um, For our listeners that are in Houston, we hope that they will definitely come out and see you at Performing Arts Houston on Tuesday, January 23rd,、um, 2024. Oh my goodness. Just right Ooh, around、wow. the corner. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I know. Thank you so、well, much. Thank you so much.、Us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Conversations on Dance is part of the ACAST Creator Network. 
For more information, visit conversationsondancepodpod.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.